Hi, I'm Micah. And I'm Chris. And this is the Donut Box Podcast. Happy Monday. Well, Chris, episode 10, we've hit double digits, man. That is a phenomenal feat for us. We're on our 10th episode, so thank all of you who have seen us from the start and have now made it with us through 10 episodes. I'm sure there were times where you wanted to stop listening, but I'm glad that you didn't. So thank you to all of our trash can OGs. Number 10, baby. We started from the bottom, now we're here. All the way here. And uh, we just want to thank everybody statewide, worldwide. We got a lot of listeners. Um... And so we just want to thank you for for being faithful to us. Um, so we're going to start out today with the old fashioned donut, which for our new listeners, um, or a reminder to our existing listeners, it's a story from our past. And boy, for our tenth episode, we decided to give y'all a good one. This is a very very good story. Micah and I were known for a lot of pranks, and this one definitely tops the charts. Well, there's one other one, but we'll save that for another time. This was right before Mike and I left for Texas, and I had always wanted to live in Texas my whole life, and when I was in a junior in college, I was looking at schools, and I said, I know that I want to go to school in Texas. I have to live in Texas. There was just something about it, and I applied at different schools. I let other schools in Texas know that I was interested in looking, so um, Baylor, uh, University of Texas, Uh, Sam Houston, different Texas State, different colleges, and Texas Tech uh, sent me an invitation in the mail to come come and view their school, so I did. I visited, and Micah's grandparents lived out here, which was great, and uh, I applied to Texas Tech, and I got in uh, my senior year, and right about that time, his grandma and grandpa Um, they were not doing so good. His grandma was in failing health and they knew that she was about to pass away soon. And so his family wanted to be out here to be with, uh, his grandpa as she was passing away. And we'll tell more about the story of how we first visited Lubbock another time. But we decided that we were going to do one last final prank and Micah, tell them a little bit about what was leading up to it and what actually happened. So, you know, we had talked a little bit in previous stories about how we had been a little disgruntled with the church at times and had some, you know, different things. And we were a little upset at how things had went. And so we thought, all right, we're leaving. So we got to we got to make our mark somehow. So we started thinking about what what can we do? What can we do? And we were not particular fans of certain people who were in the in the choir, in the singing group. At, at this church. And so we came up with a, with a great plan. We were going to make brownies for these individuals. We were going to drop them off on uh, that Sunday morning before we left. These were special brownies. No, they weren't pot brownies. I know what you're thinking. Uh, these were more special brownies. These were X-Lax brownies. I don't know how either of us came up with the idea to make X-Lax brownies. At first, we were like, man, we're just going to serve these to the people that we don't like in the choir, which was a little probably messed up at that age. But we decided, you know what? Let's just go out with a big bang. It was like our last Sunday there. Let's do x Likes brownies. And I had worked for a grocery store at the time, and I looked up the recipe on how to make x Likes brownies. I bought all the ingredients. And what happened next, Micah? 
so we we go and we make the brownie so the initial plan was we actually had a, a neighbor in cahoots and the initial plan was this church had two services and essentially we were going to have the friend from next door go over to the church we were going to tell them where to deliver it that way they've never seen him before they don't know it's us that way there's no ties back to us but we we're just going to take it and orchestrate the whole thing he dropped out on the plan so what we ended up having to do, we baked the X-Lax brownies. We were going to hide them under my bed overnight. And of course, we don't get me wrong, we were sanitary about it. We had the silver pan with the lid over top of it. So nothing bad could have happened besides the X-Lax part. And so we decide, okay, we got it under the bed. Tomorrow, we're going to go to church and we do right when the... The shift change was, if you will, where nobody was going to be in there, but then people were going to shortly start coming in there afterwards. And we timed it out to where they were going to be able to come in there, eat some brownies, and right when the first or second song was hitting, it would hit them as well. Yes, and we didn't only just put X-Lax. So X-Lax comes in the little chocolate bars. Uh, we also put we also put milk of magnesia in there. So I was like, if the X-Lax don't work, if the X-Lax somehow gets baked out, the milk of magnesia will do it. So it'll be a double whammy. I don't know if they, it would have changed the taste. I didn't want to taste it out of sheer fear of, you know what, this is probably going to mess me up. Uh, like Micah said, we had a neighbor that was going to go in there and pretend to be like, oh, thank you so much uh, for helping us and here's some brownies. But that plan failed. So we baked the brownies. It's under his bed. We wake up for church the next day and we're getting ready the plan is the plan is all good and we're ready and we're waiting on his mom and dad to leave because we knew they had to serve or go to church early and we were waiting on them to leave before we took the brownies out so micah and i both go down to the kitchen i think for breakfast or something we're almost ready and what happened next micah so my father then is like hey so Saw y'all made brownies last night. And at the time, I mean, we were shocked. How in the heck does he know? Like, how much does he know? We, we, we didn't know anything. And so we, of course, uh, we, we denied, denied, denied. We said, absolutely not. What are you talking about? And that's where the receipt from the supermarket was left on the counter. And so they, they he pulled that up, showed it to us. And unfortunately, the jig was up at that point. So we had to tell him because we actually, we did, we still denied for a little bit. What really made the jig up was he asked where the brownies were. So, of course, we showed him under the bed, which we probably should have done that. Anyways, we show him under the bed. We pull him out and he says, there's X likes in him. And we're like, no, no, even though he has the receipt. And so we tell him no. And he's like, okay, good. Then eat one then. That's what the jig was up. Yeah, my dumb behind bought all the stuff at the supermarket on my way home from work on the way to Micah's place. And I totally forgot to throw the receipt. I mean, there were eggs, the milk of magnesia, x lax the brownie mix was all on the receipt. So I don't know why I kept the receipt. I just probably wasn't thinking at the time. You know, we thought that we had all of our tracks covered. We cleaned up the kitchen real nice, threw the eggs out because there were no eggs in the refrigerator. If his dad would have saw me like, where did these eggs come from? And his dad like tore us a new one and he said, is this the way that you treat people on your last Sunday here after all this church is done for you? And I was thinking in my head, 
this church ain't done nothing for me. All they brought me was heartache and condemned me to hell. And, you know, I'll get on another soapbox later about what the youth pastor told me that made me just finally quit and just leave the church. But he was just like, you guys don't do this. This is not right. And looking back on it, it was a good thing that he caught us because, uh, tell him why, Micah. I mean, nowadays you can't do stuff like that. Maybe, maybe, you know, 20 years before we did that sort of thing, it would have been okay. But those kind of things carry felonies. And something we failed to think about, and we talked about it years later, was the pastor, the senior pastor of this church, had known health issues, known intestinal health issues. So if he would have had some, there's no tellings would have happened. We we might have killed him. He had just had like a surgery on his like stomach or intestine or something. And he probably would just went into the, you know, choir room and been like, oh, brownies. And then, you know, we probably could have killed him. And then we probably would have ended up in jail for some harmless prank. Um, but like he said, you know, I guess it was good looking out. I'm pretty sure his dad laughed about it later. I mean, we laugh about it, but that was like a pretty good prank. I would have loved to see you know, people squirming on the, on the stage. You can't help you, you judge me if you want, but that's funny right there. That's pretty funny. Especially, especially our age. Uh, <laughs> we, we didn't know any better. It could have been, it could have went any number of ways, but you know, it probably would have went funny to be honest with you. Well, anyways, that's the x Lax brownie story. Yeah, we were super pranksters. Uh, that was a good prank that we pulled, uh, you know, it would have been great if we executed it, but it was probably better for us. You know, we don't know what kind of health issues those people in the choir had. So it was good licking out. So the next segment is our jelly donut, which is the jail report. And Micah, what is on the jail report this week? Oh, so we got a local rapper and I'm not going to say what area from, a local rapper arrested for harassing a local news station to play his song. So, a man who calls himself Lil Scrimp was arrested last week for allegedly harassing a TV station to play his rap music. And essentially, the entire story talks about how he tried to call the news station 15 to 20 times a week for them to play his music on air and it's not just on air like a commercial or anything like that he wanted his music played on the local news that was going on each and every night so did he want it like as an intro outro or and my other question is his name is a little scrimp like how is it spelled l-i-l so lil s-k-r-i-p little scrimp little scrimp or little scrimp little scrimp s-k-r-i-m-p that's a weird like little shrimp little scrimp i don't like i'm gonna scrimp and save i don't i don't get it i'm sorry i don't get it uh but you know that's that's an interesting rap name anyways back to my earlier question did you want it just as like an intro outro or what it didn't say it just says uh he was calling trying to get it on the local news I don't know if he was trying to get it like a local news spot. You know, sometimes they'll spotlight local artists or whatnot. I don't know if that's uh, what he was trying to get at. But apparently, I mean, it was quite frequent. And um, he was contacted once by the police prior to. And they told him, okay, don't contact the the local news station there. And he subsided for about six months. And then about six months later, he, he 
did it again. And it wasn't just phone calls. It was also Facebook, email, to the tune of 20 to 30 messages, emails a day on top of the phone calls. Yeah, that is a lot. Um, I understand wanting to promote your music. Uh, Listen, we've all been somewhere where there's been a pushy salesman with and if you've gone to the mall those people that are in the middle carts who are like trying to sell you the shoe cleaner or the hand cream or whatever we've all met those pushy salesmen or in there's nothing wrong with promoting yourself promoting your business promoting your music but that is excessive what did they actually charge him with so they charged him with harassing phone calls so three counts of that basically what they could at that point uh, and I'm imagining it's because they contacted him before with that and and you know they have to do something at some point trying to make him stop but according to the TV station's general manager she was saying that their whole reason that they didn't end up playing his music on and you know spotlighting him or whatnot was because of the language and then the derogatory tones that it was having so it sounded like I mean, they actually listened to his music, so it's not like they they weren't trying there, but at the same time, he really shouldn't have been so pushy once they told him no, you know, maybe try a different outlet or something like that. Well, I understand the reason why they didn't play, because they have FCC regulations, and of course, you don't want to be promoting a artist that is using bad language or derogatory things on a TV network, you know, they're people listening but i mean with soundcloud and stuff right now i'm I'm sure he's on soundcloud but why just turn to turn to social media there's other ways to go about it but you know it's it's like the mentality if as an employer if i have an applicant that is continually calling me four or five times a day asking about a job they applied for i'm not gonna want to hire that person because you're annoying me. So I understand why they didn't want to play his music. Well, and I mean, it also gives a little bit of crazy vibes, right? I mean, if somebody's hitting you up 15, 20 times a day and then from other outlets too. So, you know, say, say 30 to 50 times a day from all outlets, that's pretty, that's pretty nuts. I mean, a lot of times normal people don't do that sort of thing unless they're desperate or they've got some sort of mental issue. And to me, I think that your music is probably not that great because if your music is really good, the music will speak for itself. Yes, promote your music. Yes, go out and beat the streets and stuff and and help, you know, push your music. But if it's really good, people will tell other people. That's the best thing is word of mouth. And uh, the game is sold, not told, basically, is how I feel about it. And I agree with that. So it's... A little bit of a crazy jail story um, about, I mean, he's probably not going to be in too long. Harassing phone calls probably doesn't carry too much of a... Did it say in the jail report if he had, like, called back after he got out? It didn't say. I think at the time he was still in, because it didn't say he bailed out or anything, so... All right. Well, that was our jelly donut. That is an interesting story about a man getting arrested for harassing a TV station that wouldn't play his music. Sorry about you, bro, but you're just going to have to wait. Sometimes it takes years and years and years. You know, bands and rappers have to do concerts in small, you know, hole-in-the-wall dumps before they can finally take off. And that's when it makes you appreciate the big stardom, as we talked about before. So, in Augusta, that would be the place, or in that area, it would be the place to do that. 
because there are a lot of those little small clubs and a lot of, I mean, hip hop and rap music is definitely the best or the biggest genre in the area. And that's what he's trying to promote. So he's not in a bad spot to do it. I just think he's got to do it different ways. Exactly. So that was our jail report. Uh, that was a good jail report. And the next donut is the donut hole. This donut hole changes every week. Last week we had a great uh, airplane crash story, which I found very informative and very uh, interesting of, of history. Um, this week we're going to do my movie pick of the week. And I will let you know, this movie does have spoilers. I've been waiting for a while to do this movie because it was such a big movie and I didn't want to spoil it for anyone. I saw it like the first couple of days it came out. So if you have not seen Spider-Man No Way Home, I'm sorry, either you should have already seen it or, you know, don't listen to this because I'm going to spoil it for you. So it's Spider-Man No Way Home and this is the third installment of Tom Holland's Spider-Man and I recommend this movie not just because it's a popular movie, but because of the lessons and because you can watch the Tom Holland Spider-Man grow from the first uh, movie that he did to the last one. And it is so good because it brings, ties the Spider-Verse or the multiverse and it opens up. I'm a huge nerd. It opens up the multiverse and basically Peter Parker, who is played by Tom Holland, uh, his secret gets out that he is Peter Parker and everybody knows and everybody's harassing him and he it's affecting his life like his friends can't even get to college because half of the world is divided half of them thinks that he's a menace half of them thinks that he's a hero and he's like I just wish that all this would go away and he goes to Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange casts a spell and it makes uh he messes up the spell and so it brings all the different villains from the different uh, universes that know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. So you got Doc Ock, got Green Goblin, uh, basically all the characters from the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, and then all the characters from the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. And spoilers, if you have not turned it off yet, now is your time to turn it off. But Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and Andrew Garfield Spider-Man is in it. And it is really good because it gets to a point where... Tom Holland Spider-Man needs those other two characters and it is a great development because you see Tom Holland in the first uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man Homecoming, he's just wanting to be a superhero. He thinks it's so cool and he's like, you know what, this is a cool thing. And in the last one, he ends up giving up everything that he wants in order to, to save for the greater good. I know you haven't seen it, but do you have anything to add? Or any questions? I haven't seen it, and here and we've discussed this already. But the bad thing is, I haven't seen past the Tobey Maguire ones. Like I'd have to catch up in order to get it all. You know what I mean? But it it does sound really good. <laughs> yeah, it's it is phenomenal. Um, you know, it's interesting because I will tell you, uh, Aunt May dies in this one, and that's the reason why Spider Man, uh, Andrew Garfield Spider Man, and Tobey Maguire Spider Man they come in to help Peter Parker because he's feeling down and they realize that, hey, these villains, let's try to fix them. Let's help make them better people because those people, they were good people at one point. And so they're trying to save those uh, those individuals like Green Goblin rather than kill them. And it's really good. Um, it opens up the multiverse, which I'm very excited to see in the near future. Um, there are going to be a lot more movies, of course, Doctor Strange and the uh, multiverse of madness it's going to be great and so i highly recommend it just because 
the movie and the story and the values are so good. The acting is great. Uh, but most of all for the values saying, hey, sometimes you don't get everything you want in life. And sometimes you got to sacrifice uh, the greater good. And I'll spoil it for people at the end. At the end, in order to get everybody home, they have to do this spell that's um, where everybody forgets that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. So his girlfriend and his best friend forget that he's Spider-Man and or forget that even Peter Parker exists. So it's like they never knew him. And he goes in at the end and he sees that they're having a good life and he chooses not to tell them, hey, this is me. I'm Peter Parker. You don't remember me, but I, I'm your boyfriend. I'm your best friend. All that good stuff. So I highly recommend it. If you haven't seen it, Redbox it or I'm sure it'll be on Disney+. Plus. Sounds Sounds great. I mean... You sold me on it, so. Yeah, you should go see it. I don't think that uh, Micah is going to go to the theaters and shell out uh, 30 bucks for popcorn and a Coke or uh, 20 bucks for a movie ticket. Probably not, unless it's uh, Tuesday with the $5 days, but still at the same time, people make me mad. Yeah, this isn't Fries My Donuts, but we're going to segue into what fries my donuts. And this is what fries my donuts. <laughs> and today... On this podcast, we're going to talk about it is um, a society trend I see more and more. Um, but this is not really a type of person, but I hate when people do this. I hate when people post on social media um, some good deed that they did, like serving at the homeless shelter, and they do it to make themselves look good. I've seen people take pictures with like a homeless man and be like hey like I'm out here with this homeless man this is his name and God just told me to do this and to give him a uh, 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 food and, and there's nothing wrong with that but you can tell those people are doing it to make themselves look better and they're not really doing it for the right reasons no and I totally agree with that you know I was always of the impression and I was always taught that you do that and you're I guess heavenly reward is not valid anymore. Like you, because you've gotten your earthly reward because your peers have given you gratitude and, Oh my gosh, you're doing so great. And you know, you, you get that from your earthly peers so that, you know, it doesn't, it negates whatever blessing you were going to have because of that. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, uh, and this is not just, only people of faith this is i've seen other people it doesn't matter what faith you are or whatever you believe i've seen people do it and they post these pictures or post them going to serve at an orphanage or them at the soup kitchen just to make themselves feel better and you have to sit there and say you know if i'm really doing this uh for instagram likes or doing this so that i can get clout am i really doing it for that person or am I really doing it for me? Like I said, there's nothing wrong with going and helping in those places. And I do believe that, you know, it's good to let people know those good things. And I also don't like, I call them self-licking ice cream cones. And a lot of businesses and a lot of churches, a lot of people do this. And why I say it's a self-licking ice cream cone, because they're out there singing their own praises. Like, oh, I taste so good. Look at all the good stuff we did. We Look at all that I did. Look at how I helped this homeless man. And to me, I'm more of like, hey, like, I'm going to help this homeless man, but nobody really has to know. Like, it doesn't matter to me if anybody knows whether or not I help this homeless man. There have been a lot of people that I've helped that I've, I've honestly not told anyone. I haven't even told Micah because I'm just like, what's the point of me telling that person, like that other person, 
you know, I, I help the person. So what? It should just be a normal everyday thing. Well, when it's done for the right intentions, for sure, it's not about what you did. It's about what kind of character you were able to show in that situation. And nobody else needs to know that. People will know that on their own without you even telling them, you, you know, so it's, it happens a lot during the holiday season too. I've noticed a lot of people are like, let's go help in the soup kitchen or let's go do this for one time around the holiday season. You know, they'll go volunteer or do something. Exactly. And the other volunteers, you can automatically tell that they're just like, you know, what the heck you're over here. I hated whenever, and Michael was there uh, when we used to help out at the homeless ministry, whenever we'd have like a visiting church that would help just that day. And they'd be sitting around taking all these pictures, taking all these selfies with these homeless people. And there'd be like a news crew there and a media team there. And all of us are sitting there that are there every Saturday. And like, we're here every Saturday. Like we're here for the right reasons. You're here to get recognized and you're here to make yourself feel good and it does feel good when you help people i'm not saying that it doesn't but if you're only doing it to make yourself feel good or to make up for some bad thing that you did you're not really helping those people you're in it for you and so there's nothing wrong with helping people but you have to do it for the right reason well i even you know i i didn't even like the people that you know no media no crew no nothing whenever they would come in and you knew it was a one and done type deal you, you always knew when a volunteer would come in and it's a one and done type deal to where they're like, well, I checked my block and I volunteered. And so we're, we're good. And, and areas like, especially dealing with kids, um, that's like one of the most dangerous things you can do, especially with kids that like are maybe orphans or they don't really have a lot of people because they're used to people up and leaving them. And when you just have a volunteer that comes in and is like, oh yeah, I'm just going to do this toy drive because you know, I want to make myself feel good, or it's just the spirit of Christmas and like, I need to do this or check my block, then it really does more damage than good. I feel like. Uh, even, even to the broader extent, we were talking about homeless ministry and things. Homeless people is the same way. A lot of times in their life, the patterns that you see, a lot of people have up and left. A lot of people that they've trusted and depended on are no longer around. And so a lot of times, it, I mean, from serving, we both know this, when you start serving people, you start remembering faces, you start remembering names. Even if it's a first time and you introduce people, there are some people that just stand out and that you remember. Those people, you know, they're, you probably stand out to other people as well. And when they don't see you ever again, you know, that could be one more person that, hey, was in and now is not. And so it's it could be a little tough. And here's a tip. If you're, like, giving someone, a homeless person something to eat or you're like in a restaurant and there's a homeless person you're going to buy their meal don't treat them like they're five and be like oh do you see the menu do you want a hamburger have you ever had a hamburger before you can have anything you want have you do you like fries have you ever had a fry before like don't insult them like that like i believe in just treating people as humans not treating them like they're dumb no matter where they're at in life, no matter where they're at financially, no matter where they're at, just treat people like human beings. And that that is what fries my donuts. Uh, do you have anything else to add before we wrap this up? I think you covered it, man. I think you covered it. Yep, that's what fries my donuts. And and don't go on there on social media just to get clout like that. That is what really fries my donuts. So we have our improv segment, which is our mystery donut. And last week we played the ABC game and both of us realized how bad we didn't really know our ABCs. 
So we are going to do our free improv this week. We have a couple of accents and we have a couple of scenarios. So Michael, what is the first accent that we have? So I'm mixing her up right now. We do this by random. We have a bowl and we, we fish around. We just pull the accent out of a bowl and we pit, pull the scenario out of a bowl. So we have the scenario first. It's doctor's office. Okay, doctor's office. And accent is random, so we got to pick our each other's. Okay, so can you do a Russian accent? I can. All right, what's my accent? Uh, can you do Australian? Yeah, I can do Australian. All right, I'm going to start. Good morning, mate. Welcome to the University Healthcare Clinic. How can I help you? Uh, yes, uh, I'm here for my shot. Shot? We got plenty of shots. What kind of shot do you need, mate? Uh, I had a two o'clock appointment for the shot in my rear. You got a shot in your bum, mate? I know how that goes. I got bit by an alligator. Right on my bum, they had to give me a tetanus shot. And a rabies shot. Even though I just said, do alligators even get rabies? They said, we still need to give you a shot. I don't know what you just said, but I need my shot in my bum. Kinda, what kind of appointment did you have? Which doctor are you seeing? I'm here to see a doctor. Well, that ain't no good, mate. We need to know what doctor's name you're gonna, you're gonna see. I can't just let you back there. You could be a mass murderer. Listen, back in my day, in USSR day, we used to have doctors aplenty. You just walk in there, say, I see need to see doctor, and next thing you know, you get shot and bum. That is what I am here for. I am here to see doctor and get shot and bum. Alright, mate, do you want to just see any doctor? Let's see, we have a Dr. Johnson on there. Dr. Johnson is awesome. I hung out with him last summer. We threw a couple of shrimp on the barbie, some steak. It was great. Really nice guy. Is he qualified to give a shot? Dr. Johnson went to Harvard Medical Center. In the United States? No, no, no. I need somebody who is more towards uh, Moscow. Well, might we have a Dr. Patel? She's pretty good. I shall take her as long as she gives shots right and rear end. Oh, she's great, mate. She even gave a shot to the crocodile hunter. Did an awesome job. So I was at convention listening to hard bass music, and next thing I know, a kangaroo come up and kick me right in chest. I don't know what happened next, but I wake up and I'm in Australia. I'm not sure why I had kangaroo in Russia, but it was there, and now I transported to Australia. Oh, Crocky, mate, you had one of those kangaroos come up to you? Those are fierce. They're real mean and ornery, too. They're worse than the dingoes and her babies. Let me ask you this. How did the kangaroo come to St. Petersburg? Crocky, mate, I don't even know. Maybe he flew on an airplane or something. Those tickets are outrageous nowadays. I had to pay a ton to go back on Aeroflot. Mate, Dr. Dr. Patel is great. She saved Steve Irwin from a crocodile, from an alligator. But she couldn't save him from that bloody stingray. That's unfortunate. Is she here to give me shot and bum? Oh yeah, mate. She gives plenty of shots. She gave one to my wife, Ashley, and to my three kids. You have three kids? I have three kids. Stevie, Jamie, and Nikki. All three of them. Crazy little buggers. You and your dingoes. I don't know what they're talking about. I want shot and bum. That was a little bit of a difficult improv segment there. Uh, especially when you're doing two different accents, trying to stay on course and everything. Guys. Yeah, I, it was very hard for me to keep staying in an Australian accent because if I'm not talking in an Australian accent for a long period of time. But I think we did pretty good. I think it was interesting for us to do the random uh, 
improv and to choose each other's accents. So it was definitely a challenge for improv for sure, but that's what help us, helps us grow. So it is almost time to take this out to the trash can, but we have our eclair and Micah. What is your eclair for this week? So my eclair for this week is don't forget where you came from and also to stop and smell the roses. So first and foremost, we don't take the time, and especially not me, we don't take the time, and I'm really saying this because we're on our 10th episode and this is something that's great. We don't take the time to celebrate our victories. Chris, 10 episodes. 10 episodes, we're here right now. I'm a heck, I'm really grateful for where we are right here because a few months ago, if you would have told me that we were in a podcast and we were 10 episodes in and it was as successful as as it has been, I wouldn't have believed you. Would you have believed, Chris? No, I wouldn't have believed it at all. I wouldn't have even thought that we would be doing a podcast and I might not even have even had the courage to do a podcast because it takes a lot to put your voice out there and to start it. And, you know, it's one thing to say, oh, yeah, let's do a podcast, but to actually put the ball in motion to actually do it and to do it consistently um, not only takes work, but it's also been a lot of fun. Oh, absolutely. And I'll put it just a side note. I it's hard for me to listen to my own voice. I've noticed that it's hard for me to listen to my own voice. I think to myself, wow, I actually sound like that. And you never really hear yourself back. So it's kind of interesting. But anyways, so I'm really, really grateful for where we are with episode 10. So I'm just going to stop and take more victories like this. And so episode 10, that's a big milestone for us to what I was thinking and what I've been really trying to do is I've been really trying to stop and smell the roses in life because sometimes it's not about the end and you know we all have goals and we've talked about this before and once you get to the end it's great and but at the same time it sometimes it's about the process sometimes you got to enjoy the process sometimes the process is easier than some other times i just got done with some really really stressful stuff in life and to be on the other side of that sometimes you're just grateful to be without that amount of stress now universe powers that be that doesn't mean i want more stress in my life i'm just saying i'm relishing in the moment and having a great time right here in my journey in my path and to think about the skills that the stressful times did provide here for the future so i just encourage you you know they they always say these are the good old days later on in life but these are the good old days we've you know, we'll look back at this time and be like, do you remember when our podcast was first starting and we hit 10 episodes and we thought that that was great? And it is great. But, you know, we'll we'll enjoy be enjoying this process even further down that line. I think that it's so easy to think about the next thing, the next big thing, and it is really hard to stop and smell the roses and to celebrate your victories. And like you said, you know, we can look back 10 years ago and say, oh man, those are the good old days. But when we were actually in them, we didn't think those were the good old days. So if you don't take time to celebrate your wins right now, you'll be stuck living in the past and stuck wishing that things were different. I saw this uh, quote that said, you're now living some of the prayers that you prayed uh, in your past. Like, you know, there were things that you prayed for in your past and now they're actually coming true. But sometimes we so easily forget because we're so focused on the next thing and my uh eclair is a little bit different this week um and it's don't be afraid to let go and specifically of people now i'm not telling you to kick everybody to the curb 
But sometimes we hold on to people that are no good for us and we hold on to people that are toxic for us. And I'm not saying that everybody in your life is toxic, but uh, I heard this in a Medea movie and it said sometimes we're trying to hold on to the people that God himself is trying to remove. And it's a very interesting uh, concept. And I've been in relationships, uh, not just with uh, romantically, but with friends where, you know, I wanted to hold on to them. But sometimes there are people that are just seasonal. They're just there to be with you uh, for season. I've heard it explained like this. Your friendships are like a tree and some people are the leaves. They're just going to be with you, be in and out. They come in, come out. They're, you know, a dime a dozen. You know, you find them anywhere and that's okay. Anything, any new thing, they're just off. And uh, those are not the people that you want to take to with the top. Then there are the branches. And those people are seasonal, you know. And sometimes those branches have to get cut in a different season that you're in. Not everybody is meant to go all the way to the top with you. And then there are the roots. And those are like one or two solid people, maybe three or four, that, you know, you started at the bottom and now you're taking with them, taking them with you all the way to the top. And I want you to identify those people and hold them close. And uh, Micah is definitely one of those people that, that is a Roots friend. You know, we've been friends since we've been eight years old. And not to say that our friendship hasn't been tested at times. There have been a lot of times where, you know, we've been mad at each other, upset at each other. But in the end, you know, he's the person that no matter where I'm at in life, you know, we're going to be best friends till the day that I die. And you need to find those people. But those people that are only there for, for a season are those people that are the leaves that just don't want to be your friend anymore, it's okay to let them go. And I know that's really, really hard, especially when it comes to someone that you love and care about. Um, I'm going to get real personal for me. It, it was a person in my marriage and, you know, there were circumstances surrounding that. And I so badly wanted to make it work for so long, but I had to let go because it was, it was toxic for me and it was not good for me. And um, that's not to talk, you know, mess about, you know, my ex-wife or anything like that. But don't be afraid to let go because like I said, not everybody's meant to go all the way to the top with you. And also to mention what you're talking about with the roots and the people that are your roots is something else too. The roots still feed the, the overall tree as it's growing even more. Now the leaves can feed your energy for a time, but that's the main difference. The roots are still going to be feeding you and as the tree and you're going to be feeding the roots back and it's going to be that symbiotic relationship. So if it's not a symbiotic relationship, aka there's not a give and a take, if it's just a give and it's or if it's just a take, you got to really look internally and see if they're worth sitting at your table. Exactly. And we've talked about letting people sit at your table and be careful who you trust with your deepest, you know, information. Those people may not go with you all the way to the top and uh, you know, it's okay if they don't, but some people are just there to use you for that information. But and for a prime example, there a lot of people see my successes, but they don't see the struggles and the battles that I go through, except for those one or two people. You know, Micah's one of them or three or four people that really know those. If you want, you know, to have the steak and people eat steak with you, they got to be willing to eat the ramen with you. Be there in the good times and the bad times. Absolutely. Eat the stale Doritos and flat Dr. Peppers that's in the pantry and he's speaking from experience because that has happened to to both of us so that is my eclair that is our eclair uh, we hope we give you some positive advice 
and we have Trash Can TV. Micah, you're the official plug. You're the mascot. You're the poster child for Trash Can TV. Uh, so tell them about Trash Can TV. I don't know about poster child. My my face isn't plastered everywhere, but tvtrashcan.com that's tvtrashcan.com no i'm not going to spell it this time if you spell it out i will promise you you will not make it to the next episode it'll be just me on the dono box podcast okay he'll make it look like a bloody accident i'm just kidding i'm just kidding totally <laughs> kidding i'm totally kidding just joking but tvtrashcan.com we're on youtube go ahead and like and subscribe our stuff over there facebook instagram uh, we are also streaming, of course, on Spotify, RSS feeds, Apple. We really have it all over the place. So make sure you tap in. We'll be back next Monday, and uh, we we appreciate you guys a lot for listening. Thank you so much, and we are going to take this donut box out to the trash can. And I hope that you guys have an awesome week. And I hope that you subscribe and like and that you listen to us every week tell everybody tell your friends tell your mom tell your dad tell your kids tell your dog tell your cat i don't care tell anybody because word of mouth is the best way so i'm going to say goodbye now i'm chris and i'm michael and this is the donut box podcast deuces